0: Hi everyone, welcome to a turn of events where we help put a positive spin on your business. I'm Annette Nave, I am the CEO and creative director of Nave Productions. We are in a strategic event company based in New York City. We specialize in corporate, social, and nonprofit. We are obviously doing a lot of virtual events. So if you have any questions about that and need some help, but today we're gonna really talk about virtual events and what that looks like in marketing. And I've got Ramon Ray here with me, who is just the loveliest and best energy I, I know. I love this guy so much. He's an entrepreneur, author and speaker and founder of Smart Hustle Media. So let's welcome Ramon Ray. And how are you?
1: I feel great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for all the hard work that you do for your community. And I'm deliriously excited to be here. So thank you for am Deliriously
0: excited. I love that. I love <laughs> that. So why don't you tell everybody about who you are and what you do and where you came from and how you got to where you are now?
1: Sure. In particular, I'll try to slant it to the event space if it helps those who are interested in that in particular. But I uh, started uh, four very small businesses. Nothing huge, but I have started four amazing companies. And one, in fact, was an event business, Small Business Summit, which you may have been to before, but not more than once. <laughs> uh, so started that. <laughs> Indeed. And, uh, but I started a technology consulting firm, dissolved that, started smallbiztechnology.com, sold that last year. And that would have been 20 years to the date when I bought the domain in 1999. And then started my small business summit and ran that for a few years with my partner, Marion Banker. We did that for, I don't know, 12, 13 years, give or take, something like that. And I sold that. Uh, and now I run Smart Hustle. And Smart Hustle is a uh, media company that produces online events for myself that are sponsored, produces events for other companies. Not quite like you do. It's more so my sponsorship model weaved in. You know what I mean? And then uh, my speaking and that's what I do. So yeah, produce events, online events, share content with small business owners, and have a lot of fun doing it and hanging out with cool people like you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the coolest too. So we're going to talk about marketing in a virtual environment, which is a huge question. And because we've gone from live to virtual now, and that's probably going to be for a while, but let's start with what are some challenges on, with online marketing with events, virtual and in-person?
1: Yeah, I think there's a host of challenges. And I think it seems to me, and that what I've seen is that the in person event, nothing beats that physical in person, right? I mean, we're we're in a world that's why Zoom has shot up. We thought that everybody used Zoom back in the day, like five months ago, but no, clearly there's a hockey stick of youth, Zoom teams, and et cetera, which gets me thinking in person physical events, we're used to, right? And that will buy a ticket to see. And Annette, I don't know anything about pop culture, so forgive me. But like Bon Jovi or <laughs> wh- whoever, like, I don't even know what rock stars are out there.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, whoever is on a the stage. Bon Jovi's any- out there.
1: Okay. He's still out there. Okay, so whoever, Annette or Ramon or whoever would buy tickets, let's go see so and so in Madison Square Garden in right. the local comedy club. We're kind of used to that Yankees game. That's gone. And yeah. so I think the challenge we have in marketing events and that they're relatively, but people hire you, of course, because they want to up their game, but relatively easy to you. Meaning this is an event from StreamYard. Anybody can get StreamYard. So I think that's the challenge. I use StreamYard is that there's so much now, especially in the last four months, content out there. You have the Inks of the world and our world, Inc Magazine, Entrepreneur, they're doing events every week. They're yeah. doing – anybody with a Zoom thing could be an event. So that's the big challenge to answer the question, meaning I think online, since the barrier to entry is low, not everybody can do an event. Yankee Stadium, everybody can put two good-looking people together in a stream yard and talk. Right. How do you get attention? That's the challenge.
0: Yes, that is the challenge. So what are some tips for improving email marketing?
1: Yeah, I think email marketing, a I find, Annette, it's one of the, yeah. what's that?
0: I said that's a big part
1: of
0: getting yes. people to your events.
1: Correct. And, and I, to underline that, and that I think that, listen, you can do paid ads, which are great. Uh, yeah. But again, they have, what, 1% or less click-through rate. So right. you just got to spend a bit. Social media does work. I use social media quite a bit for the events that I do. But again, right. you got to get people in. And, and, and Annette's going to be, and I'm not in a bad way, selfishly focused on her event. I'm going to be selfishly focused on my event. So everybody's not going to be retweeting not their event 100 times. Right. So we land with email marketing. And I think those companies that win in the end, Annette, are the ones that have a big email list. So a few things that come to mind for me. One, I think great subject lines are powerful. Yeah. Not just the same one, but like, are you going to see her? That's that. And that's here, you know, next week. And that's here. Who's that? You got to come to find out. Yeah. Come to find out. See who? Annette. That's yeah. a little silly, but you get my point. So yeah. subject line is good, and I think it's the power of repetition that just like old school marketing, the first time people see your email, as you know, Annette, nobody cares a diddly-wit about it. But yeah. after the third and fourth and fifth time they're seeing it, then I think they really begin to make, take notice and understand that. So email marketing, Annette, I definitely am a firm believer. They are powerful, powerful, powerful. And I encourage people, if you're just getting in the game event, events, it's not too late to build your list, but also leverage other people's list and do cross partnerships as well.
0: Yeah. joint ventures are always good, but we have to be consistent, right? And Absolutely. so what if they're like, how many times should I send out? How much should I market? Sure. How am I going to bug people? Like those type of things, you know, everybody gets concerned about that. What do you say right. about that?
1: Well, the answer to the last question, am I bugging people? Think about it. You're watching the Super Bowl. The balls get ready to cross the line, whatever happens. And then, hi, Geico.
0: <laughs> it <laughs> disturb you?
1: Yeah, it disturbs I hate you. Go but we all know Geico. So the point yeah. being is here's what I would say in that for, for how I do it. Would I'd love your opinion to know if I'm wrong. So I could be wrong. I want to learn from you as well. For me, uh, the, the farther ahead I am, three months, even 30 days ahead, I send out an email list. Uh, Great subject lines are powerful indeed. About once a week, I'd say. As they get closer, I don't mind twice a week. Now, I don't do twice a week for the last, you know, the next six months because that'll get annoying. Let's say Annette's in my fan base and I, I follow in that as well, but let's say in this case, Annette's on my list. I have enough trust with my audience, with Annette and thousands of others, they get it. A few days before the event, Ramon's gonna hit us a little harder. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So I think that those I think, who everybody,
0: know has I think everybody has that figured out by now. And listen, if they drop off, they're not your peeps, you know? They're just not your people, and right. the right people are going to be there, and that's, right. I'm always a believer in that.
1: But I do think there can be too much in that, for sure. I mean, some people, you yeah. know, I'm on beyond just event marketing, but like every other day, hi, join me on Twitter. Hi, join me on Facebook. Even yeah. if I like them, then I'm always looking, Can I get? can I subscribe to another list? Maybe I can follow them on Twitter, because at some point, Oh, another thing now, I happen to filter all my emails. It's a tip. It's not for this discussion, but so that helps me a lot because even I have I have like an email newsletter at address. So that helps me cut down. A lot of things don't go directly to my inbox. Now, a message from Annette to Ramon, that will. Yes. But in general, I filter. So I do
0: the same thing. I have a separate email, like a you know personal email yeah. that I use for newsletters yeah. and those kind of advertising things. But anything to do. With business or anything like that, then I use my yeah. personal email. So right. I suggest separating them. I have an events email and coaching email. So I, you know, <laughs> it's a lot, but you know, you gotta separate them, and then I can keep track of everything. So, right. what tools do you recommend for hosting virtual events? And then the other type of that, the other um, side of that is and charging to attend virtual events. So I get lots mm-hmm. of questions about should we charge? Are people charging? How much should we charge right now for a virtual event? If they're charging $250 to attend a live event, they feel like they shouldn't be charging that same amount. So, what are your thoughts on that and some tools that they're using you recommend for hosting?
1: Sure. Tools are tough because there are indeed so many, and it depends Solve on what you want to do. But yeah. I'll give you my two cents, and again, and that this is what you're definitely yeah. a ninja on for sure. But here's a few things. I think that I've used because, on the other hand, not only do I produce, meaning my own events, Ramon's events that I'm hosting, but for my clients, I, I do a lot of, as you know, Annette, speaking and hosting events for my clients, big brands, AT&T, Verizon, Salesforce, SAP, all these companies. BrightTalk, I've seen them use a big marker. Those are two that are very popular that have come across in the last few weeks. And I think BrightTalk and big marker are good because of the fact that you can easily host pre-recorded content. It's not, you don't have to do the, oh, let me share my screen, Annette. Let me share, can anybody see it? No. On their platform, you just hit play in the video. So that's one. Right. I think for hosting. And I think then, of course, listen, Zoom works. StreamYard works. And yeah. there's many private companies, I'm sure, and that has, knows 20 of them, that can host an event kind of like that professional right. TV for you, for sure.
0: Right. Well, what it comes down to is, what are you trying to accomplish in the end? Do you have a lot of speakers? Do you want breakout rooms? And you know, people yeah. ask the same question, what platforms? There are so many But there's different levels of it. So if you're just going to have, you know, a few people and, you know, you got 30 people on and you want to do a few breakouts, Zoom's great. Or you could do a web-based sort of uh, platform. And then there's also like a software platform, which is, you know, each level is a different price. And when you get up to the fancy ones where it looks like you're walking into a virtual event, you know, those could run $30,000. So it really depends on what's your budget and what are you trying to accomplish and then we can tell you what platforms are best to fit your budget and what you want to accomplish. Correct. So what about pricing? And, uh, you know, I know that you did your first event and you didn't charge. you; It was free. Right. Is that the same for your, your next one?
1: Yeah, it depends, again, on what the goal is, what the purpose is. This is the real big thing, as you've hinted, with what platform. So I think mean that whether it's for me or for a client, you know, Hilton Hotels doing an event or whatever hotel, whatever event it may be. I think that if you're doing it for lead generation to build your brand and you have the budget for it, you, know, you do it for free because you want more people to come and to build your brand. You'll sell them something else. Right. Now, if you're doing an event because you've lost revenue for speaking, Annette, you kind of either have to charge for it uh-huh. or have it free for the day of and then have people pay for it if they want to get the archived version or on demand. And then the three, the other option is, is that you charge people for it and/or and or build in something to sell because at the end of the day, Annette, we all got to make money. Right. Um, so here, another thing that you can do, I find that sponsorships, another thing that you can do, in other words, to make money from your event. That's my model. So right. the reason why I can have the event for free is because you're, I'm selling your time, your eyeballs, to one of my sponsors. So, right. but for sure, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a challenge for free or for fee, but if it's a free event, then I think you have to think, how am I recouping the investment of hiring in the net or somebody else to help me do it? Where's right. that investment going to come from?
0: Right. So I host a lot of events for coaches similar right. to yourself and they, some of them are not, they're charging a low. So my thought on this is if you charge a low fee, like $97, they're skin in the game and they're right. going to show up. Correct. If you don't charge anything, people are more likely not to come and, and you won't get the audience that you want. We are seeing higher audiences now because really three times the amount of people, as you know, when you do a live event, there's so many more people on now because it's virtual. So, but I, I, you know, you just have to, if you're going to sell a package, like if you're selling something from your event, or you're obviously a fundraiser, right. what you need to charge, you got to raise money. So we are in a different time. But I think people are now getting more used to the fact that there are events that you need to pay for. And, you know, we just kind of, again, we all have to make money. So Absolutely. So you mentioned sponsors. So how do we find sponsors for virtual events? It's a whole nother thing now when they can't get, you know, they can't get the people in the room. What are your experiences that I know you've talked about this before? It's very interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, I think the easiest way and the best way to have a conversation with a sponsor, forget getting a check, but to have a conversation is to have that relationship. I think that's first and foremost, the number one thing. Many people say, Ramon, can you help me get a sponsor? I'm having an event tomorrow. No, I can't. Don't even call me. But I think that a year or two out, sorry, people may not like this. This is where you have the relationship. This is where you ask the right questions. This is where you talk. Let's say I want Annette to sponsor an event, and she's the head of big company X, some local bank. Hey, Annette, what are your goals? What are you looking for? What have you done in the past? What works? What doesn't work? What kind of leads do you need? Who's the perfect type of customer? Then you reverse engineer that event and present it back to Annette. Here's the perfect event for you. So I think that's where you start to have the conversation about, will the sponsor be a part of it? And things they want, often they want the list. Often they want to speak. Sometimes they want—they may want just publicity for it. So it depends on various ways you can do that that can work when you're talking about event sponsorships, for sure.
0: Right, and also it's tough with your first. I mean, you have a lot of relationships because you've done live events, right? So you have a lot of relationships. But if you're just starting out, it, it is tough. But getting on the phone, talking about your audience, talking about what you're trying to do, and find out where, like, if you want to go to the sponsors, where, like, so if you're a women's organization. And you know this company wants to donate, you know, wants to sponsor women's organizations. Go to that type of company. You know, you're not yeah. going to, you've got to find the people that are going to resonate with what you do and your audience and stuff like yeah.
1: that. And so. I do think that one other thing I want to add, I think that visuals make a big difference as well. I think that some people, and, and today I don't see it so much, but I think that people don't take the time to have visuals, good visuals for an event. And I think that matters. You know, I, I, listen, I'm a small business. I, live, I work in a home office here in New Jersey. I'm not trying to be some big, fancy person, but, yeah, I want the visual identity that I present to look legit. So when an SAP, a Verizon, ATT, and these big brands, how you look matters. So take yeah. the time to get a professional designer or somebody else. And even now, unless you're a professional designer, even using Canva Net, as you may know, you can tell when something's done yourself. So yeah. even that is important to consider.
0: Right, right. Okay, so and what is the so what, how what has to be different between in person and virtual sponsors? So what what's the difference between that?
1: I think there's a lot of similar things, but a lot of differences. I think that let's take the what's the difference between a just a virtual and in person event? The fact that you can't touch, you can't see in person. All you're going to is that lens. This yeah. is it. Hi everybody, how are you? Welcome. It's good. That's it. It's yeah. just a lens. That's. Yeah, I see Annette who's two inches to my left down there and the side of my eye. But and you all get what I'm saying. I wanted to express that because yeah. that's the same way a sponsor sees it. So I think some differences are you, they can't network at the table. Now, there are, and I'm sure you do this for some clients, Annette, there are the, the virtual exhibit events and things where you have the avatars of people. Yeah, yeah that's okay. It's but I think. It's What's that? They're expensive. They yes. cost
0: a lot of money to have that.
1: Correct. But I do think, I think a sponsor, I think, listen, from what I've seen, they want to be able to talk to your audience. So you can give them 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever the time is, and let them communicate to your audience. Maybe you interview them because you want it to come up well. I think that's what you can do.
0: Right, right. I think that's important, giving them some kind of – and also I think it's a good advice. The tip that you gave was ask them what they want. Because yes. then it might be something you didn't think about, right? And they just maybe just want a list or something like that. Sure. you know. So that's important. Okay, so how does CRM program help online businesses?
1: Yeah, I like CRM. Listen, CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management. And I think this is a big, big, big word that many people don't fully understand. There's contact management, which is that I have a next number in my – contact. I can pull her up, know what her cell phone is, or address, whatever it is about Annette, and she has the same with me. So that's just basic contacts. But I think then when it gets up, let's say Annette bought for me. I'm not going to remember what she bought last year. I'm not going to remember how many items she ordered this month. This is where CRM comes in. And I think there's tools like Visita, tools like Keep, tools like so many tools. Wix has crm light tools. And these are for individual business owners, especially coaches, to kind of keep track who are their customers? What do they like? What do they bought? When should I follow up with them? Is there a mechanism to sell them? That's kind of how I think CRM is good, for, especially for smaller businesses. Because if you're running your business in that just with an Excel spreadsheet or just with Google contacts or Outlook contacts, you just don't have the heft that you need to really understand that life cycle of your customer. So that's what a good CRM will help you do. Scheduling, even some have built in. Thrive is another good CRM. So Thrive, Visita. Uh, a Wix CRM, Keep. These are some light ones that go above contact management. That you can do campaigns. Everybody who has exactly. it, people who want this, I can help sell to them. That's how that works.
0: And what? How do you? How much should would expect to spend for something like that?
1: I think from twenty to ninety nine dollars a month. I think is fair. That there's a big range depending on what you're doing. Right. But I think something that like a cell phone bill or less. I think that's fair. And there's some that are free, but usually, oh, and Zoho CRM. But I tend to shy, oh, Salesforce Essentials is another yeah. one. So there's about seven good ones out there. Yeah. But I tend to shy away from free in that only because oftentimes free, yeah, it's, you know, you, you pay for to get the higher, yeah,
0: you the get higher paid rating. for, it. exactly, as the saying goes. Okay, so virtual, working with a virtual team. What are some tips on this? Because I know. A lot of people aren't clear. Like we, we do a lot of educating right now. Right. on what's, Why do I need you if I have an AV team? Why do I need an event producer to, you know, on site? Or who else do I need on my team to run a virtual event?
1: Sure. I think that the best experience you get from people who are event producers like you, Ned, I think it's the expertise. Listen, yes, your team can do it. But here's, here's the example I would use. I have a core team, great designer, great videographer, things, other things of this nature. But when it comes time for me to, I don't know, make water bottles for a client, I want to hire the water bottle person. That was a silly example. So my point is, your team is probably not an expert in this particular industry. Now, hire in-house. If you're doing events every day, you should probably hire somebody. You probably have too much work for that. (laughs) But my point is, in generally speaking, if it's an online event you're doing a few times a year, you need someone who's up to date on the platforms, up to date on the systems, up to date on the best practices, up to date on how they integrate and knows not just the platform, but has an experience of what's the agenda like and what's the experience like for your customers. So for me, Annette, that's why I recommend highly hiring somebody to work with you. And not just don't just call Annette the, the hour before. Annette, I got 575 people signed up. Can you help me?
0: Yeah. Give us time.
1: Probably two months ahead of time. Let her plan yeah. it with you.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, there's – Look, we, we jumped in a month before a live event with, you know, hundreds of people. We have done that for many reasons, but, you know, you, it's, why go through the stress, you know? So I think people are realizing that you do need some, some kind of help. So we have a question, a couple questions here. Let's just stop for a second. Okay, let's see. Claudia, Sam, I'm curious why you'd have people pay for the replay and not for attending live.
1: Sure. This is just, uh, in my opinion, but in that I'd love to know what you think. A business decision and a way to drive revenue. That's all you're yeah. saying. If you want to watch it for free, great. We thank you for your time. Watch for free. But right. if you're really interested, and you want to go back and review it and review it and take notes, pay for it. So, or right. you can have people pay for the whole thing. But that's a general practice I've seen of why I have people yeah. take it for free now. But if you want it afterwards, you've got to pay. Yeah,
0: and I mean, I think it just comes down to you know exactly what you said. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, it's. And then they also get to read, you know. Like I know when I'm live, I'm taking notes, and sometimes I'm like, oh, what did I miss? I missed yes. something there, <laughs> so I want to like, go back and, and, and do that. So, okay, how do you tra- how do you successfully transition from planning and marketing in person events to hosting virtual events? So that transition,
1: sure. Yeah, it's not easy. I think it is It is tough. You you lose the energy of the room coming in. Hey, everybody. And they're slapping. Oh, I forgot. You can't see my hands. But your yeah. hands are out. They're slapping your hands. Yay, high five me. I'm going yeah. on stage. Everybody stand up. Stand up. Get out of your chairs. Oh, whoop. I know. I
0: said, it's just this. So, I know. That's why engagement is super important with live and why I always like to try to get my clients to send a gift box prior to the event that has some fun interactive things in it that right. people can hold up so like it so if, if you're doing a hybrid event and you have a host on a stage and then you have like hundreds of people that are virtually on on site or you know viewing yeah I have told my aV team I like to have the cameras come behind the host and show yeah. the back you know what's yeah. behind the scenes That gets the audience involved and they can see all the different TVs and all the people on there. And I like to have part of that because that's different. That's something we would never do. So, you know, initially my AV team was like, wait a minute, why would we want to show? Okay, we'll do that. So because it just keeps people. It's fun to see what's going on behind the scenes and to see what the host is doing. So it's just more interactive stuff that I think is. Is important, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing like it. So, and and
1: one thing that I've done for engagement, if it's helpful, and many people, this is not rocket science, but I think just calling out people. Hey, Claudia, thank you for that great question. By the way, Claudia, where are you from? Hit us up, put us the state where you're from. Or Kathy, thanks for being here, Kathy. What's your biggest problem? Calling out people like that, you all don't have to answer if you don't want, but calling out people, it's engaging. You know, especially when you have people who are really active using some sort of chatting. People like, hey, before we begin, here's a question. Before we begin, here's a question. It yeah. brings people out, people like that.
0: I think I find that people do want to be called out, but yeah. like they want to be on the camera. They want to be called out. Uh, if they don't, they usually just have their cameras off, which we don't want people to do. That normally right. we try to tell people to keep your camera on so everybody can see you and you're engaged. Right. So you know. Okay, so if you have a free virtual event scheduled and you want to collect emails. What are, you know, what are your tips on doing that and adding people to your email list?
1: Yeah, I think because it's free doesn't mean you can't collect the emails. And I would say that, yeah. that that's the price. If anything, the price is we need your email, first name, last name, possibly even some demographic information about the event, about, about, about who you are. So I think at the very least, there's no problem in that. That's how you collect that. And then you stream it. You can either do it, stream it to a private Facebook page, stream it for free. You know, and most people are still going to register, offer a freebie attached to it. Those who register get this, that, or the other. So I right. think for sure, uh, online is a great way to collect leads and build a list and then tease to selling something else. Because again, we're not doing events, we're not doing uh, online events just for our health. It's either to build a brand, which is kind of uh, right. uh, soft, or, or it's to drive direct sales.
0: So I know you're, you've are you spoken all around the world. <laughs> yeah, Which appearances are your favorite and what's some lessons you've learned from this?
1: Yeah, I think uh, my... I really love speaking in Aruba. There's a friend of mine there who does events for Arubian business owners. And I've been to an event there with 500 to 1,000 people. It's interesting. I don't know if it's, all, if it's all the Caribbean, but there's this thing called pasteches, And it's like a uh, pastry with cheese in it sometimes, like yeah. empanada. Yeah. And they serve stuff like that to the speakers in the front row. And you can order. So it's a different experience. In the U.S., I've never been to a Marriott or Hilton or somewhere where you're getting food in your seat in Aruba. It's at your seat. And as a speaker, you know, hi, Mr. Ray, my name is so-and-so. I was able to take care of you. Would you like some water, some lemonade? I'm like, you know what? I can do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I also know that you like burnt pancakes and bacon on the weekend.
1: I do indeed. I do indeed. I
0: I like bacon any time. I'm a big bacon lover. Okay, so what are some tips and tools for finding new event clients, virtual event clients, which I, I, I'm all ears right
1: now. Sure, absolutely. I mean, listen, I think, and again, I'm having the lens only from what I know, and I work with many people in the tech sector. All of them, in are and, and, and now four months into it, I think we're past the experimentation stage of what do I do? But I think they are all looking for how do I do an event? How do I get the most people to come? And how do I make it most effective? And I've seen a gamut of things. I've seen events that were done taped, but then in that they had a play button on it. So you could scroll ahead or backwards, meaning I was like, oh, this is what you mean by tape. I could have just watched this on YouTube. So I think that's when event planner comes in. You should be signing up to all these events, not to learn to see what they're doing well, what they're doing wrong. You're seeing the name CMO. And hey, by the way, I attended your event by Dove. Dove's beautiful women inside and outside event. And I noticed it was great. But three things I noticed, the button on the right side, I would suggest you do it like this. The engagement I noticed was a bit low because of this. If I can be of service and help you, Feel free to hit me up. So yeah. I think that's one thing to do. You be a student of events, and not that you never slam them. Annette, here's everything you did wrong. No, yeah, a great job, in that.
0: Yeah. And here's
1: a tip. And if we can, if I can serve you and work with you, I'd love to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I so I can give some advice on what I'm being consistent on social media. <laughs> I mean, that's like you're showing yourself as an expert. I'm doing this, trying to help people. So that's also getting me out there and I get to talk, I'm interjecting with you and all my other interviewees and I'm reaching out. Also reach out to all the people that you've over the years or whatever it is that you reached out to and they said no to a live event, maybe they need you now for a virtual. So reach out to all the people that said no and the people that you've worked with before and, and then just set up, I just, I set up a conversation with somebody that does a lot of events. I don't do her events. She does them right. herself. She does a lot of them. And I reached out to her and we were just talking as friends. We've known each other for like 10 years and we're just chatting. And, and so I just started saying, you know, well, you, you, she was going to do an event in like three weeks and she had like 40 people that were going to be on. And I said, so are you going to, this is a great idea. And I just started giving her some great, I love right. ideas and helping people. That's just what I love to do. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I need to hire you. <laughs> she yeah. was like, I didn't think of any of this, and I love it. And what I think might not be that great and special, right. other people, you know, because I've been doing this for so long, other yeah. people are like, oh, my gosh, that's great. I got a job out of it. And so nice. I was, we can
1: I learn from each other.
0: Friend. Right. So just reach back and, and stuff like that. So, okay, so recently you participated in Side Gig Con, which yeah. I had heard. Of. It's a virtual conference, which was held in July. And it was to teach side hu- your uh, side hustles how to make a full-time income. Right. So w- what was the experience like? And do you have any suggestions for making virtual conferences better from a speaker's point of view, which I think is super important because, sure. listen, I can talk about getting the content out, but the speaker part of it is really going to make, you know, make or break your event. Sure. If you have crappy speakers, that's no fun.
1: Absolutely. I, mean, that's the I the know plan. how fantastic you are as
0: a speaker. The energy, <laughs> thank this you. Man. guy is like, you, appreciate it. you guys have to attend one of his live events whenever it happens again, hopefully that's next year. But he's fantastic. It's there's I appreciate energy, it. That's unbelievable.
1: No, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Blushing brown, appreciate well, it. But it, it was it was on the hop in. I think it's hop in. Right? Let me just hop in. Yeah, hop in. Dot T O or dot I think platform. So that's another. You know, one of the many platforms out there, Hopin Platform. And I think the platform itself, I found at first was a bit complicated. But I realized it was a bit complicated because it had a range of, of options in it. So, for example, there's a backstage link, secret link just for speakers to get on the backstage chat with the producer. So overall, Hopin, I'd give it a, an A. You know, it's great, depending on what you need. Very feature rich. So that was the platform itself. I right. think the, uh, the host was great. I worked with Tara Jackson, and she had an, an admin, a team to help with the back-end thing. That worked well. She had a DJ, part of it. I've been on events where they have kind of some music and a yeah. DJ. those what? are fun. <laughs> What's that?
0: Yeah, those are fun. I love yeah.
1: DJs. That's fun. So I think overall it went well. I think um, what she did well was, was over-communication. Some people may say, why so many emails? But out of the 10 speakers you had, Annette, you know how we are. We're like cats sometimes. Ramon. Right. I sent you 52 emails. Here's the StreamYard link. I never got it. Well, you said you got it. It's two minutes before showtime. And they're like, I didn't get it. So over communication, even like Ramon, we know it's five minutes to go. Just wanted you to have the link at the top of your inbox. Sounds weird. But I think things like that, having things in a calendar invite, which you and your team have done so well for me, just even on this discussion. So those are a few things I would say. The event itself went well. Hopin was the was the platform. Uh, a lot of discussion, a lot of engagement. They had a DJ. So it was good. Well done. And, and uh, we had multiple speakers. And then as far as the speaker engagement, I think that's the best thing that I liked. You know, you couldn't say that you didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Here's what you have to do. Here's the agenda. Your speaking time is this time, but before you will be this happening. So it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just as a producer, you know, it, it is frustrating. And even as a live a speaker's live, it's, you know, there's a lot of handholding. And <laughs> we love you guys and we need you, but there's always a lot of holding. Yes. So yeah. if you could, maybe my tip is as a, on the producer side of it is just, you know, pay attention to the emails, you know, be engaged, you know, be on time, make sure you are doing what you're asked to do. And don't oh, don't go over your time. Like if it's for twenty minutes, go twenty minutes because it right. messes up the whole schedule. So, and, we
1: and, always, and, and one more thing, I'll say and you know that every speaker is different. Meaning, we're all humans, but it's just yeah. I find that some speakers you think they're email people. No, I get a thousand emails. I don't look at my email.
0: I know.
1: One, I mean, so can you text me the link? So just understand that everybody has their own system. Everybody of has their own style. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It's
0: you know, it is what it is. But. I've had so much fun. If you guys have any questions, please ask us because we're going we're gonna to wrap this up, but you can always come back into the, into the feed. So I just want you to talk about what you're, what you're doing with your event and sure. promote your event and any offers that you have for everyone, but talk about your event because I'd love for everyone to be there. I attended the first one and it was fantastic. I think it was like four hours and it's a good amount of time and it was really smooth and you did an awesome job. So let's talk about that.
1: Actually, not, not four hours. It
0: didn't even feel like
1: five hours. Yeah, but no, I'd appreciate listening to that. Thank you for your generosity. And it's just been great having a conversation and educating and working with you, your audience. But Survive and Thrive Summit. Surviveandthrivesummit.com. It's free. Five hours, twenty speakers, and uh, we will be using the uh, we'll be using the live stream platform, I believe. Live stream broadcast to Facebook. We're using uh, the uh, platform Hay Summit, but again, there's so many, as you know, Annette. It depends on what the what what the client needs. And I'm looking forward to it. So it's going to be intense. It'll be live. There's no pre recording. Everything you see is live in action, and that's I think that's a hallmark of how I'm going to do my events. Meaning, I do events for clients as well, but for my, for the Ramon events, yeah. I think it's going to be all live. That'll be my little Mark marquee type of event.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we put the link in the, the in the chat. So yeah. thank you so much. I just, and also to reach Ramon, you can re- reach him on that. we put it in there, but I just sure. love you to pieces. Thank you so much for doing it. And hopefully we can help some people. And if you have anybody needs advice, please reach out to us. We're happy to help you. Okay. Thank you. thank you. Ramon. Thank you.